Sports Learner and Wrong. In Iraq and need a check? Make one call. That's all. 602-977-1900. And always at learnerandrow.com. Now here's Mike Morocco, Dan Minucci, and Sean Crespin. A good hump day to you. Welcome in. Wait, who's this? Welcome Chip back, Rock. Kempton's going to join us. Who's talking Welcome right back, Rock. Who is this? You guys. You there know, he is. <laughs> it's like you think that you know. I, I leave the state or I leave the country when I miss a day or two, mm-hmm. and uh, you don't think that I'm not eavesdropping. I'm, I'm not like on a honeymoon and I'm listening, but I no. do tune in. <laughs> yes. Which Minuchon's honeymoon was listening Just to for us like in, 10 in Hawaii. Well, it was yeah. longer than honeymoon. Yeah. No. Cabo San Lucas. No. Um... But no, I, I I check in. You know, I mean, there was no Crespin yesterday either. No, there wasn't. No, we had to go wasn't. way back to the well. I mean, with Bauer, Michael so, Jack Bauer, MJP. We spent a lot of time at uh, at KGME nine ten, where we are uh, today. But um, at least this week, I think so. I had your back on Monday, though. I, I kept telling everybody, listen, because I know you get text messages about what is this always on assignment thing. So you know, I I I, I told people it's legitimate. You, you had said you were legit, this Rock. Week. It was legit. stuff to do. Yeah, I wear two hats. Yes. You know, Absolutely. I'm uh, the VP of Business Development for the brand new Legacy Sports mm-hmm. Complex, which is going to be opening in in uh, in January out in Mesa. So yeah, that's uh, a big project, and uh, we're uh, getting uh, putting our final uh, plans together as we've broken ground. We're now going vertical. Things are starting to move, and I can't wait for the uh, the big studio, the Rock and Mutual Crespin Studio, that will be there in uh, in in this big sports complex entertainment facility so uh, it's gonna be a lot of fun it, a lot of folks uh very aware of that rock all around the valley and are anxious to see it when it gets up and there's a couple story about the general manager being uh yep spent a lot of time with him time. today and yesterday his name's rodney reese he came from wide world of sports and uh what's interesting about the new general manager of the uh, legacy sports complex and, and and the oakview group is uh you and i have something in common with him uh, is he a Kansas State University grad? No. Um, I, we were in a meeting today. We were meeting yesterday, and I each time to kind of you know when you when you go on a call or you meeting people, you like to sure. break the ice, right? right? Yes. Uh-huh. So I'm introducing you know, hey, this is Rodney Reese. He's the new general manager of the Legacy Sports Complex, and and him and I have something in common. And he looks at me the first time, and he's like, "Uh oh, well, where's Rock going with this?" Well, he spent two years mm-hmm. as a Washington general. And I said, Minuch and I, Get we out. were Washington Generals yes. for a good minute. Uh, probably more than that. So we minutes. have something in common. I have, a, I still have my green Washington Generals jersey. Uh, you do as well. And uh, it's been How a good icebreaker. That? that is a great icebreaker. We he got... said he was 0-222. That sucks, man. He said it was He said it was tough. Your job is to come out, <laughs> entertain, and lose. And I said, I said, what did you, how did you feel when you went to all these arenas? And there's two teams, right? The Globetrotters have two teams. They have the East Coast, West Coast, and ones that travel overseas. And he was more of the East Coast. And, and, uh, he said, uh, "I said, I said, how how does it go, or how do you enjoy the fact that okay, there's an interruption, and all of a sudden two radio guys <laughs> yes. come out and dress up and sit on the bench with you, do you know, do the layup drills and free throws right. and all that, and then get it to play." He goes. I hated it. <laughs> <laughs> the things you have to do to involve the community, entertainment business, man. Oh, and, and Sean, these guys are all—they're all pretty good players. No, I know. I've, I've I mean, worked. Oh, I said, could you there. could you be the glow trace? Like, yes. Oh, sure. I mean, they're all D one players. These guys are, are, are a lot of them are anyway. Even the guys that get six foot, they were jamming, they were stuffing. The guys are six ten. They're just their skills, 
and to kind of have an idea where we're going with this thing. It was fun to be in like the little meetings about, okay, this, this, and this. And then you two, at this point in the game, and you're going to come in for yeah, about 10 minute uh, mark of the first quarter. Two minutes. So be ready. So they go, hey, you two. Uh, you're it's on YouTube. It's on YouTube. It so is. If you go to our a lot uh, of fun. Go to the website, rockabinews.com. It's there. Uh, speaking of basketball, as we look at what's trending right now, ASU last night, uh, point guard you. Last night, at least at one point, there were four guards on the court. For a good amount of time. Because of the fact that they were down uh, five scholarships and only had, what, seven players well, that seven, suited up? Seven scholarship players uh, that were available for the Sun Devils last night against Washington, but uh, they came out and played well. They shot the ball well. They moved the ball well. Washington is not a good basketball team. That is a program that has fallen so far in just the last two years, but uh, ASU don't take anything away from them. Yeah, they, they they started out a little it, slow, and then it just an explosion of offense. And they blew them out. They I did. Mean, they blew it them was, out. I thought what was key is one of the stats that I thought was interesting and in listening to the post game was eight turnovers, only eight turnovers. I think you had a game earlier this year where you had four. five or four. four. Yeah. And, I mean, that's impressive in itself when, on the flip side, uh, UM, uh, UW had, uh, I think, 16. 16 yeah, yep. so what a difference that makes. And uh, the fact that you guys had these quick runs, or the yeah. big runs, a 12-to-1 run, and then yep. opening up the third quarter, or the 19-2, and and or second half. I just thought, hey, that's the kind of game eight, as a, as a fan, you wish there were more of those. Unfortunately, even, it's it's probably too late. Uh, I mean, one game is not going to make a difference uh, as they get closer to the Pac-12 well, no, championship. Well, your only opportunity, yeah, your only opportunity is to win the Pac-12 tournament if yeah. you're if you're ASU in order to get into the the NCAA's. So uh, they're making up all these basketball games they missed earlier in the season in order to get to. You have to be at least at 22 games to be even eligible for the NCAA's. So you got to get to 22. Uh, so you're making up some games. ASU is going to play seven games in 12 days, I believe it is overall. Something like that. Uh, but yeah, last night, I mean, listen, the turnovers that's been something all year long. They're ASU is among one of the the uh, leading teams in the country in terms. So they all got guards that can handle the ball. Differential, yeah, so they can handle the ball, but they also pesky. they can also defend. Yeah, you know, guys like Jalen House and so forth. They're just so pesky on the defensive side, but. Uh, last night was a good night for ASU. They shot the ball well, shot 51% from the field, 38% from three-point range. But Washington is just, they're big. They actually have some size in that team. they got a seven-foot-four center. They're slow. They're they, slow. They're very slow. And, yeah. they, and they don't make you pay for having to go small. You know, yeah. they, they want to slow the game down. They want to get it down inside. They want to work you for, you know, the fact that you're playing small ball, having only four guards. But, um you know, it, it, they just they're, they're just not able to do it. That's not a good basketball team. ASU gets to play them again on Thursday. They get Washington State on Saturday and then Monday as well. So we'll see where it goes. But right now, there's still no Christopher. Well, Josh Christopher, that is. There's still no Mar- there's still no Bagley. There's still no Jalen Graham. Uh, there's still no Tayshawn Cherry. You're, I mean, you're, you're you're right now. You're still decimated in terms of injuries. If they can get some of these guys back and start playing basketball at full strength going into the Pac-12 tournament, there's not a team in the Pac-12 they can't beat. But they got to find a way to get you know get some kind of continuity on the floor with everybody being healthy. They have yet to have their entire roster available at any single point this year. You got to feel good for Remy Martin the way he's as hot. He's as been he is tremendous. Right Twenty six points again last night. And and for you know in his fourth year to come back for this he, year, maybe maybe you know you you look at some continuity, you get to those wins, and you hit, make some kind of run in the Pac twelve tournament. I mean that'd be so rewarding for him, and hopefully have everybody. Healthy at that time, yeah. at least have uh, eight, nine, ten scholarship guys dress out. So Remy misses his first two shots, which are both three pointers. He misses a layup after that. Somebody on, oh, and then two free throws. I should say somebody on Washington's bench started chirping at Remy Martin. 
All he did was knock down his next three three pointers and, and and a couple of layups and just I mean every time he hit a shot he looked at the Washington bench and met, and said something they they woke up a sleeping giant in the first half and Remy Martin and he went off again twenty six points last night so listen Devils it's a nice win but it is sure. just one win see if you can string some together uh, get some kind of confidence going into the Pac twelve tournament because that's really your only shot oh for four his first fourth free, yes. his free throws that's yeah. that's not him. Phoenix Suns, Tim Kempton's going to join us here in about uh, about 30 minutes or 25 minutes as uh, we'll definitely get his thoughts on tonight's game with the Hornets who are being town. Suns have won three in a row, 12 of their last 14 at the big blowout, 32-point blowout over Portland. They now sit fourth in the West at 20-10. and 10. But, of course, the big story that hit uh, late afternoon is that uh, Chris Paul is heading to his 11th NBA All-Star game. That's, it's you sit there and go. Is that okay. the story? Is that the main story? Unfortunately, no. That's not the story. That's not the story. The snub. Phoenix Suns is, is, got, is making a making the uh, All Star game again. Yeah, Devin Booker did not make it. I think that is the story. I, you know, the frustration that's got to be for him, and I think for a lot of Suns fans right now, that you felt that Devin Booker was was the guy deservingly, and not that Chris Paul isn't deservingly too. So I think sometimes the beauty's in the eye of the beholder. Well, of, of, the, of the staff. Man. Chris Paul should you. say, "Hey, De- Devin, you should go." Who are you removing? Take my spot. Who are you removing? For if you took one now? So say Booker makes it. Who's not making it? Who doesn't make it? Give me a name. Who are you taking off? Oh, taking there's off just Paul so much George? talent. There's so much talent. I mean, Paul yeah. George is one Davis of them. But if you, look be at, there. if you look at Paul George's statistically, he's he's equal to, to, to Devin Booker across the board. Feels like he's not because that, that team has had its struggles from time to time okay. in L.A. But it feels he's right there. Who are you taking off? Yeah, the only one I could think of would be Zion Williamson, but he's got too much what? firepower. You well, know, plus, too much. You, plus, you don't know, Manuj, how, how he was voted in. Was he voted in as one of the wild cards? Because if he wasn't, then that's not a spot that Devin could have taken. Hey, here's, here's, how the reserves worked was three front court, two back right. court, and two wild card, which means that left four spots for Devin Booker to make it. Now, we weren't, get, we weren't told which one of these reserves that were announced were the wild cards or not. So you you know you don't know which you don't know which player you could remove for him. Uh, to me, it's 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 unfortunate. I believe he deserves to be a, an All Star. Mm. I thought the Suns would get one NBA All Star this year, and it would have been Devin Booker, not Chris Paul. Yeah, but a lot too. of people are giving Chris Paul the credit for the turnaround of this Phoenix Suns team from a year ago to this year, and they're pointing at Chris Paul as the main difference, right? Devin Booker's been the constant. Chris Paul is now the insert here. All of a sudden, you have a winning record to the to a point where you haven't been since 2009. So I, I get why the intangibles maybe Chris that Paul, Paul is there, right? But the turnaround is yeah. going to be the key. Let me throw the intangibles. Let me throw this out there as well with Devin Booker. Yesterday, his peers, including LeBron James, the biggest voice in the game, all came to his defense. Mm-hmm. That might, and I can't speak for the man, but that might mean more to me. Than having the coaches within my Western Conference vote me in, because I would agree you got with that. Le- you have LeBron James. I agree with that. LeBron James going to the table for you. I mean, there's a handful of guys yesterday yeah. that took to Twitter, social media, went yep. public with the fact that they feel he's the most disrespected player in the league. That kind of respect from your peers to me, and again, you don't get the pomp and circumstance. You don't get to be in the game. You don't get to be at the at the event. But that type of respect from my peers, I think, probably felt better than had I gotten voted in. I mean, you know, again, I can't speak for Devin Booker, but that's that's that was a big moment, not only for Devin Booker yesterday, but for a Phoenix Suns team that's trying to change the narrative of who they are as a franchise to have LeBron James and that and and that type of company on social media praising Devin Booker yesterday. You hit free agency in this offseason. That type of thing starts to roll over. Man, I want to play with Devin Booker. I want to go play with CP3 and, and, and Monty Williams and see what they have going on in Phoenix. 
if we're checking off boxes this year of goals coming into this season, one of them being changed narrative of Phoenix Suns, that tweet yesterday carried some weight. I would agree with that. I also think that Devin Booker's doing all he can do. He's just at the mercy of the court at that particular time. And to that scenario of Chris Paul leading the charge, leading the turnaround, this is his 11th NBA All-Star game. I think that's what the these coaches are looking at is going, okay, Chris Paul, he's flipped the script in Phoenix. Devin, no disrespect, but this is the guy we want for the All-Star game. I think it's just, it's just a thing where they're going, we feel he's more the guy for us. Now, Chris Paul leaves. Devin Booker may be a perennial all-star. We don't know, but I think that's what the semantics were. Shooting 50% from the field. I that's, mean, that's amazing. a career high for yeah. Booker. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. He, he can, can do, do some guys. crazy, magical things, and uh, it's unfortunate, but I know fans are He's, upset about it. But uh, He'll be at the game. He will be at the game, because yes. And I think something could happen. You know, maybe well, there's going to be, maybe it'll, it'll happen like no, last year no, where an injury that's, placement. That's what I'm getting at. He will be at the game. He will be playing. Anthony Davis is out. He's not going to play. Yeah, so now how, how it works is Adam Silver gets to name the, the replacement. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be forward for forward or backcourt for backcourt. It can be anybody. Well, hopefully There's he does no, the right thing. There is no other option for him. With well, the, I thought the only there could be another option if someone decides, oh, i got a hammy, I don't want to play. Right. But yeah, that could be it. We'll talk, we got to go to break. Okay. We'll come back with more Rock Manucci Crestman. Connor Garland, Clayton Keller, and the Arizona Coyotes' top line tries to power them by the Anaheim. I don't do too much thinking about it. My main focus is, is getting wins for this team. So, you know, it honestly, it would be an honor um, you know, to make my second appearance. But, you know, I, get it. I guess we'll see them all. It's Devin Booker after uh, the big win over Portland. Of course, talking about being uh, in the All-Star game for the second time. LeBron James calls Devin Booker, quote, the most disrespected player in the NBA after he was snubbed. But as Crespin mentioned, might not be for long as the commissioner could come in and put him in as a replacement for uh, Anthony Davis. But you look at Booker and what he's accomplished so far this year. His numbers continue to go up. His shooting from the field is just over 50%. I mean, he's still the youngest player ever to score 70 points, uh, or he is the youngest player to ever score, yeah, 70 points in a game. And you got to love the support from his his, uh, NBA NBA fans, not to mention Twitter world. For those of you, which is probably 5% of you that are listening actually on Twitter, and I know we spend so much time talking about Twitter, but... The Arizona Cardinals came out and threw, and threw their support. I mean, you saw different organizations, different people from all over supporting Devin Booker and that he was snubbed. I don't think it's a disrespect thing. I understand what you're saying, Sean, about that speaks volumes for the league that guys have got his back. I don't think it's a disrespect thing whatsoever. I just think that it's at this point in time that they're you, taking Chris Paul because it's Chris Paul, what they see, what he's done with the team. Uh, and he's, maybe he's more star power at this point for this for the All Star game. Who knows what the semantics are or the background for for Chris Paul over Devin Booker? I don't think it's disrespectful at all. It's just what they want for the All this this group of coaches want for the All Star game. I think he's got volumes of respect because everybody everywhere you go, at Sports Center or whatever, it's 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 Devin Booker, Devin Booker. Look what Devin Booker's do. Chris Paul's doing a nice job bringing these guys together, but Devin Booker's just the, the, the star. Last two three weeks, it's yeah, an, to that level, it's, yeah. an, it's an acknowledgement to a player, Manuch, that you're amongst the greatest I, of your, I, of the game. I get that, and, I and so for him to be continuously left off that list, no, there is. I would I would have to imagine, and again, I can't speak for Devin Booker, a feeling of disrespect. There has to be. I don't know how there wouldn't be. 
You know, and that's what I think that's what LeBron James is getting at when he tweets yesterday, Devin Booker is the most disrespected player in our league, simple as that. I I I that that tweet from LeBron James, if you're Devin Booker had to feel great. Sure. And, it does. And, yeah, and, and that type of a narrative being thrown around the NBA circles from his peers, I think not only is great for Devin Booker, but in the long run for the Phoenix Suns overall. That there's that type of a thought process about a, a player on the Phoenix Suns roster. If you get to free agency this offseason. Now, the Suns haven't been pl- a player in free agency for how long? And that's not because of a financial thing. That's because of the narrative around the franchise. That's clearly changing. And that was a major goal this year with year two of Monty Williams. Change the narrative of who this team is. That's a big reason why Chris Paul is here. Change the narrative of who this team is. And if the narrative around the peer, Devin Booker's peers in the NBA is that he is now he's he's always been a respected player, but just that type of a of a of a comment from LeBron James carries weight. You get to free agency now, guys talking about hey, I would love to play Babe, with Devin. Booker. I get it. I'd I love understand. to go be with Devin. Booker. I get it. I understand. You know, so I think that's uh that 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 tweet yesterday I thought carried a lot of weight. I think that it's 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 well said. I don't agree with it because I. Think I think one of the things a lot of fans uh, don't, if you're not making the playoffs and you're not front and center all the time, like the you know the Damian Lillards and the Paul Georges and Anthony Davis, those okay, guys so are going to be still popularity test. Right, exactly. Still popularity. popularity contest. And then from from there, if you're going to get the reserves, okay, it's just unfortunate that Chris Paul's on this team. Otherwise, I think he'd have been named a reserve from the get go. Hang on a second. What, why, what does Chris Paul being on this team have anything to do with Devin Booker not making the All Star? Because game? I think what people are seeing is that Chris Paul's turned this team around. He's getting the credit. He's the guy that's the credit, not Devin. But Devin Booker's doing a great job. He's scoring. But who's right. the guy that's that's the quarterback that's turned that's, this team into the fourth best but show team me, in the league? Show me the rule where you can only have one player from a team on an All Star game. I'm just, hey, Sean, I don't know what that's the rule. What I'm I don't, think, I don't know there what isn't the one, criteria dude. is. There I, isn't one. So but there's just, no reason he shouldn't be on. But, okay, on this the team. this is my opinion. What I think is is what the way they're thinking, and I don't know. I'm, but I'm just seeing from afar. You got all these stars that all everybody from the the fan voting sees. They haven't seen Devin Booker in a playoff game yet. They know Devin Booker. They see him. They go, okay, wow, this guy's pretty special. Then you see a guy like Chris Paul, and things turn around. Devin Booker, man, he's really helping this. But Chris Paul's the guy. Yeah, so the reserve. So the coach is going. That guy, us, and Chris Paul, and, and then Devin Booker's a hell of a player. But Chris Paul's got to be the guy that's got nobody's this. Eleventh, it's his eleventh All Star game. game. No, so, popularity contest. Nobody's yeah. saying nobody's saying Chris Paul shouldn't be on the All Star team. But I'm that's saying, what I'm saying before but, uh, the two. I, I, to, to, I think where Minucci's going, I, I'm on Minucci's side there. I think if you had to pick from what, either one of those, right? If you had to pick from either one of them, but that's not how this works. Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, both named as reserves, both play for the Jazz. Got it. But I agree. So, but what I'm saying so, is, I think if you're looking for the most valuable player out of the Suns' first half of the season, it's Devin Booker, yeah, not can, yeah. not Chris Paul. So I would if if you're gonna if I'm not saying that it has to be a son, but if it's gonna be if you're gonna put a player that I think he's much higher than Chris Paul right now, Devin Booker. Sure. And and if they if they said well we're only gonna take one guy from the Suns, and they, I agree they should probably take both of them, but if they're only gonna take one guy from the Suns. It should be Devin Booker. It should be Devin Booker. But they decided to go hey. Chris Paul obviously has got this team turned around. Let's give him the credit. He's a bigger name. He's better for us. He's a point guard. There's some things we want to do with him. Whatever it is, I'm not disagreeing, but I think that's maybe one of the reasons why why they see this. Yeah, so I I, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. I just think there's you could still make the case that it doesn't it doesn't have to be one player from the from each roster. It can be multiple guys. Getting I, I don't in, disagree with that I at agree. all either, Sean. All I'm saying is if. If it came down to the numbers and who is the most valuable player on this team, is it Devin Booker or is it Chris Paul? Oh, you can go either way. You can go either way. But again, like I said in the first segment, when I was kind of making the same point, was 
Devin Booker's been the constant with the Phoenix Suns. At, Chris yes, Paul is the new, the in, new insert now, and now, and now you're seeing the difference. That's what I mentioned in the first segment as to why I believe Chris Paul is there. I think we're both saying the same thing. I just, I, I, you know, a moment ago you said you don't see this as a disrespect thing for Devin Booker. No, not at all. Whatsoever. If you're Devin Booker, I'm sure it sure as hell feels it, that way. I, I bet it does, but I think that he's got to realize and understand the other players he's dealing with. And you see Chris Paul is, okay, he's he's 11-time, 10-time, now 11-time All-Star, plus all the other guys that were picked from the fans. But don't you think he understands why Chris Paul got in and he didn't? Oh, I would I would think so. I mean, from the coach's perspective, he's probably like, well, they want him because of whatever. This, or, this, or, this, what this, he or this is what he has done. What and, he's done to turn us around. No, I'm just saying what he's done in his in his in his, his career on his resume. Yes, absolutely. I think a lot of that guys speaks volumes. Though there's that track record. There's that uh, that legacy of year in and year out. The guy's always there. Now we've seen guys picked on all star teams from from their past from their past performances, which. You know, they get picked to an all-star team, and there's nowhere near. But I think if you be. look at all these guys that made got the call yesterday, they're all well deserving. Oh, absolutely. You know, I but, mean, they really are. I mean, they're they're the, the best of the best. I mean, if you're looking at purely stats and stuff, you could you could argue maybe. I don't even think you can argue Rudy Gobert because the guy's mm-hmm. such a defensive mind. I mean, he's, 13 so, he's so 13 awesome. On the year. Yeah, I mean, the guy can rebound, and I just think in play and play tremendous defense. But aside from that. You know, I think you could make some cases on the other side on the East, but that's just not the way that's this works. works. Ben Simmons, I don't think, should be no. on there. And the name people go to right away from when I asked the question the last 24 hours, okay, you're putting Devin Booker on, who you taking off? They jumped to Paul George. Devin Booker, well, statistically, that's not the case. Devin Booker's scoring 24.7 points a night. Paul George scoring 24.6. Paul George averages more rebounds. Paul George averages more assists. And you talked about how Devin Booker shooting 50% from the field. Paul George shooting 51.7. It feels like it's, it feels like Paul George because of some of the because of some of the times there's been you know like Clippers getting blown out by 50 early on in the year or you know it, it feels at times like that team has had its its struggle issues that maybe Paul George isn't playing to a, a, a ridiculous level he is he is so for people to jump right at Paul George and be like oh that's the guy to take off okay tell me why mm-hmm. yeah. tell me why and is it because Paul George's expectations are higher than Devin Booker's so it doesn't feel like he's meeting them but though it does feel like Devin Booker's exceeding his. It's just a feeling thing. Yes. Because from an from a from a from a statistical standpoint and an output standpoint, Paul George actually has better numbers he can bring to the table. He so, does. Yeah. You know, the only thing the only knock on Paul George is, is how he plays in the playoffs. It's not, but I'm just saying if you really kind of breaking it yeah, all down. In the LA market too. I mean that's that's okay, LA, the Clippers, yeah, the more Panache, you know, they're out the front and center, they're going to the playoffs. I think from that fan's perspective, that's one thing. And then from, you know, the coaches, you know, picking him, you know, they've gone to the playoffs. He's proven. I mean, who knows? I just wish there was some kind of a, a um, uh, they could be a little more transparent why they would pick the reserves, and they probably won't. By the way, kind of. just a side note, how about have a Doncic just last night? Oh, my that gosh. shot was ridiculous. Both of them. Yeah. Which I mean, the game winner, he's though, was so wow. awesome. Shot that from the, uh, the I, scores I, I table, just think right? he is such an awesome player, and if he can keep that up, who knows? I mean, I'm not saying he's going to be the next Michael Jordan or LeBron James, but damn, he's pretty, pretty close. Damn good. I mean, he's so much fun to watch. I mean, if I'm not a big NBA guy, but if Dallas is playing, I'm going to pop in and watch it for a little while because I just want to see what he can do. The way he passes, the way that he kind of just goes up and down the court, and he's not that fast. I mean, he's not a fast he's guy. He's got a lot of Larry Bird in him, I think. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Larry Bird in him. But guy's got he's got balls, and he called it like I had the post game yesterday. You know, it's a chess match for him. You know, and it's just 
trying to find out when the right opportunity to do this, do that, and that was amazing. Hey, uh, we're going to catch up with Tim Kempton next, get his thoughts on what we're talking about as Devin Booker snubbed, but... It might not be. We may be. We may still be seeing him uh, on the NBA uh, hard court in Atlanta, which is what next week, next Sunday, yes, right? The seventh. Yeah, the seventh March. Yeah, March. Still got so so we got a good week to talk about. March already. More Rocker Minutia Crespin next. This is what's trending on Fox Sports nine ten Phoenix. The Coyotes will see if they can clip the Ducks again tonight in Glendale after Monday night's comeback to win four three. The puck drops. Now joins the Rock and Manute Show on Fox Sports 910 on FM at 99.9 HD2. Jim Kempton, Mr. Uh, Pickleball champ himself. Mr. Slim, Tim Kempton. Slim down. Jim, how much uh, have you dropped on the revitalized weight loss program? 41 pounds. Wow. And, and how long, over, uh, well, how much time? 40 days. 41 pounds? <laughs> In the forty days, yep. wow. I'm, I'm, dude, that's impressive because I, I'm on it, but I I will be the first to admit I am not very good at diets. So, but I'm down twenty in thirty eight days or thirty six days, whatever it yeah. is. And I'm over. To, I'm I'm pushing twenty seven pounds in the. I'm at thirty day thirty eight. Today's today's day thirty eight. So so, but have you been playing pickleball during this this forty days? I, I have been playing pickleball. Oh. We were told that we didn't have to exercise. We we weren't allowed to go to the gym. Well, I mean, you know, I, what, what are you just going to give you up your entire life? I mean, come on, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, your life, God. Tim, I didn't. I don't need it yet. Yet, so I've been. I've yeah. been hovering right around two hundred. Okay, I'm down. I'm keeping on the down low. Hey, Tim, well, I, you, when it, you think you don't need it, but that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we just, of course, have the big discussion with Devin Booker being snubbed, and, and hopefully if, if Anthony Davis can't play, he'll get the nod to get in there. But do you feel that what has come out of, 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 of Twitter, the, the Twitter, Twitter world and all the, the comments that this is going to fuel him to do even more, to play at an even higher level? Well, here's the thing. I, I don't think Devin Booker needs these outside things to fuel him. That's what makes Devin Booker so good is that he's he's internally very competitive and, and motivated. He's he's what you call a pro's pro. You don't have to, you know, motivate him, get him in the gym, uh, talk to him to, to be a better player today than, than he was yesterday. Uh, is it something that uh, is added? Uh, I'm sure it is, but uh, uh, again, Devin Booker is is where he is because of uh, internally how good he is. But uh, it's just disappointing. It's disappointing for Phoenix Suns fans. It's disappointing for his his teammates. Um, and, and it's really disappointing for the NBA. Uh, you, they, they changed their narrative to fit, to, to fit whatever they want to put out there. I mean, why is it more, you know, everybody, you know, the NBA talks about transparency and all this. Why is it the coaches vote? Uh, put out there. Zion Williamson is, is a phenomenal player, but he's not an all-star yet. He hasn't done anything to make the New Orleans Pelicans a better team. And that's first and foremost what, what an all-star does is he comes in and, and by his performance, he lifts his team to a different level. And we haven't seen that from Zion Williamson. And yes, I'm picking on him 
because he he's a, a guy that we can compare very similarly to Devin Booker, not having won many games early on in his career, but putting up uh, big numbers, and that's that's what's going on with Zion right now. Tell me, from a, from a player standpoint, the uh, the the outpouring of support that Devin Booker saw on social media yesterday, I'd have to imagine, and I can't speak for him, and you know, you being a player, that's why I'm I'm, I'm asking you this question. When you get that kind of support from your peers within the game, that's got to feel almost as good as if those coaches would have voted him in. To have a guy like LeBron James saying the things he was yesterday, uh, I'd have to imagine that 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 feels pretty good for for Devin Booker. Probably better than those coaches because yes. those are the guys that really know what you're what you're going through, what you're putting in, what your performances are night in and night out. So I, probably even better than, than than the coaches because you know, listen, some coaches out there have never played the game. And, and you know they can sit there on their high horse and, and and direct practices and everything, but they've never competed at, at a certain level, and they've never put the time and energy in uh, from a physical standpoint to get where these guys have. So I, I think it, it, I think it's uh, much more gratifying hearing from uh, from those players, especially especially the level of players that you that you heard it from league wide. Tim, what would you surmise that these coaches, the reason why they picked Chris Paul over uh, Devin Booker? Uh, some of it's some of it's je- jealousy. Some of it's uh, well, I, I want to say be able to say to, to my guy that I, I was supporting him. Now, he, here's the thing: coaches can't vote for their own players, right? So, how do they go about it? They don't vote for Devin Booker. You know, and because they know if they vote, then Devin's going to get in, and then maybe his player won't. So, uh, you know, it's it's petty is what it comes down to in in my in my book. It's like, hey, it's obvious Devin Booker's an all star, ladies and gentlemen. You double team him every night Mm -hmm. to to try and stop him. So, uh, it's pettiness, it's jealousy, it's it's trying to show. You know, one of his uh, players on his team that uh, he's supporting him. So a lot of different reasons. And then you have the control factor of the NBA of of who they want uh, to to publicize and get in there. That the so the game looks good, and uh, you could draw eyeballs to the game. And Zion is a very spectacular player right now, and, and he's a guy that draws eyeballs, but he's not an all star. And to that point, Tim, I think it's okay. No disrespect, Devin, but it is entertainment. It is the all star game. Not that we don't love you, but these guys are the draws. Um, you haven't been in the playoffs in ten years, and people kind of sort of know you. I mean, it, it seems that's where you're you're headed down that road. It was it's more of the known factor than the deserving factor. Uh, oh, definitely. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, the NBA is not in the competitive business at all. So that 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 you know goes to the to the common fan. They are in the entertainment mm-hmm. business. They're using the competition as you know a, a, a way to framework it. And but at the end of the day, what draws the most eyes to 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 it? What's the most entertaining? What's the what's the you know the NBA's final that we that we get in there? What's the best way to draw eyes to the new franchise? Oh, let's draft draft Patrick Ewing. What's the best way to big? <laughs> To, to get a Cleveland Cavalier franchise that has been down in the dumps in the Midwest for years. Oh, all of a sudden LeBron James is on the team. <laughs> it, it, it may not be totally 
you know, fixed. Right. But it is, or- it is orchestrated and controlled in a certain manner. Tim, is it time? I, I can't imagine Adam Silver doing this, but if the if the fans vote for fifty percent, and then it's the media and the, the coaches, you get out of it. Yeah, just fans remove them completely. But you got to have them participate in some capacity. I don't know what. Maybe you know. Maybe they can put some pressure on some of these uh, players that we'd love to see in a slam dunk contest or something. Well, well, he, he, here's an example. I have nothing against Alex Caruso. I think he's doing uh, a phenomenal job uh, in the role he, that, that he's playing for in, in, uh, in the uh, L.A. Lakers. And Clay Thompson, uh, much loved. Uh, but for them to get votes, it, it just tells you how ridiculous the fan vote is in this. That's something that's very important to the players. So. Um, the the fans have shown that they're not capable of doing it in, in, in a smart way. So let them vote all they want, but in your controlling factor, don't have it. You know, tell the oh yeah, you were fifty percent of the vote. The fans will never know, and, and just don't include it. It's it's ridiculous that the, the, the fans are given a fifty percent mm-hmm. in, in uh, uh, say in who starts in this game. I think I think they they've shown that they're not capable of doing the right thing. You feel, Tim, that it's that it's too much credit for Chris Paul in his turnaround, and that's what a lot of these coaches, a lot of folks, are looking at more so than Devin. Uh, I think so. That uh, you know, rightly so, he's done a phenomenal job. But again, I, I don't think it comes down to, to, to Devin Booker or Chris Paul. I think they were both deserving of it, of what they've both done. Devin Booker has carried this franchise on his back for the last three or four years. And then, who who was the guy who absolutely exploded in the bubble to get Chris Paul to say, "Hey, wait, they got something good going on over mm-hmm. there yeah. in, in Phoenix." Chris Paul doesn't doesn't look at the Phoenix Suns and agree to that trade if Devin Booker doesn't roll in in the in the bubble and lead his team to an eight and zero record. So, you know, there are some smart people there. They. they I don't think it should have come down to Chris or Devin. I thought they were both very deserving to be All-Stars this year. Tim, we always enjoy it, man. Good, keep uh, keep up the great work when it comes to revitalize. I know Sean and I are yeah, trying keep, our best. Keep up the good work there. Stay with it, guys. It, it really feels good at the end of the journey. That's Tim Kempton. You can catch him, of course, on the Suns Radio Network. Appreciate him taking some time to join us to talk some Phoenix Suns and Devin Booker's snub. But, again, that may not be for long, so we'll keep you up to speed on that. we got some sports bar gossip coming up. Random fact of the day. A little bit later, we'll have our campus quickies. We've got to talk about Tiger Woods as well. It's all coming up as we continue on from the iHeartRadio studios. This is Rock and Minuch with Cressman. This is The Herd. The winner in this is also Colin Cowherd. Ike Taylor is out. Guinness officially says their beer is in black. It's, quote, dark ruby red. You know, my dog's name's Guinness. Mm-hmm. Ruby, dark ruby red. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. That's a dark... I mean, I, I would have never thought. You think it's, it looks black as black. Did you know, Manoush, that horses can only... They, they can't breathe through their mouth, only their nose. I did not know that. It's a random fact of the day. Really? Yeah, I did there you know. go. How about that? Um, one of my favorite shows growing up, maybe yours, you may have tried it, Manooch. Crespin, yeah, he's in the know. Definitely Alex, not a chance. Frogger. 
Frogger. One of the games? The game. Game. Remember Frogger? You know, it was the, that video game where it just... Yeah. You, get yeah, across the street. Yeah, yeah. Remember this? Going, going on? Yes. It was an 80s video game. Yeah, you right. get across the street. Well, it's being turned into a, uh, a game show on the Peacock streaming service where contestants will play the part of the frog... Attempting to avoid obstacles, including traffic and alligators and hungry hippos, and and the game uh, will test player strength, their strategy, and, Real and their problem solving abilities. All right. No, I never was much of a fan of Frog. I was but aware you know of it. what it was. Oh you know, yeah, 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 you knew that. The, yeah, that makes sense. What you just heard? Yes, yes didn't, absolutely. Didn't George Costanza have the record and he tried to buy the machine? <laughs> yes. No, no, no. He does buy the machine from the old pizza parlor they used to play it at. But then he can't. He has to. He has to keep it plugged in the whole time while he tried to move it to his apartment. Otherwise, it's going to erase his top score. Yeah, I won't. Spoiler alert: He doesn't make it. <laughs> that wouldn't get to work. No. You know, we've all had that moment when you're driving, and the check engine light goes on. Yes. Right? Okay. Absolutely. Um, Out in the middle of nowhere. And then we've also had that moment where we just ignore it. Right? Would you agree? I never ignored that bad boy. Oh, I never. According to a new survey, people will drive around for an average of nine days with that check engine light on before they actually take it to the car shop. Well, Minuch, your problem is is you uh, will literally go I'm, right to right Toyota because uh, yeah, they're going to take man. care of you because, you, you know. No, before the other cars. I, yeah, no, no. That, the other cars I've had Why over are we the playing years. beeps here? That's, that's the engine light. That's the engine gotcha. light dinghy. Uh, I've had many cars dinghy? over the years. Is that what you call it? The, the dinghy, dinghy sound? The ding sound. Yeah, the whatever. Nine days. That's long. I, I'm not me. I'm I'm going to the nearest you know uh, gas station or dealership. Okay, here's the deal. What's up? Because uh, I've had an engine blown because of me not ch- uh, taking it in. Have you guys, uh, let me ask you this. What do you think the average, again, we're just kind of going around the horn for a little sports bar gossip, but uh, what do you think the average person, how many masks do you think the average person owns? Masks yeah, right masks, now? Yeah. Um, I'm going to say 20. I own one cloth one. I usually have a handful of the throwaway ones. The free ones? Random places I, you get them. Yeah. I've got a bag, and I think there's like 20 per bag. I think that's 15, Alex, 20. Three. You have three? Three. Well, the average is six. 28 bucks is how much they spend on them. And you wear a mask for how much time a day, do you think? <laughs> oh, man. Like how many hours? Depends or on the day. But on an average. On average... Max? 20 minutes. Yeah. If that, 20, 25, half hour. If you two add it all up. Well, see, I, uh, I'm different, though. I host events in public where I have to have it on for three, four hours at a time. Okay, so, so your different. number would be higher. No, about 20 minutes because a lot of days I don't put the damn thing on at all. So at the end of the day, uh, 24 hours, you only have it on for 20 minutes total. If you average it out throughout the week, yeah. I'm about... Fifteen, if that. So, I mean, if you come across a guy that would wear the mask driving, you wear your no, car. I don't yeah, know. So you're, 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 right. you're, doesn't he come across like that? Or you know, you see people that are running, jogging, you know, wearing their damn mask. No, no, no. If I'm going to the store, if I'm going to get gas, well, if I'm coming to the office, you two are very fortunate, and I'm probably in the same boat you are. But uh, according to this survey, two hours and fifty-four minutes a day. Nailed it. Is that where you were? Yeah, I said two hours. Two hours. Where are you at? Well, you have a radio. Yeah, only when you're walking through the halls. Dude, you, you, it's like there's there's mass police in this building, <laughs> and there's plenty of masks at the front Signs door. Signs everywhere. There's uh, you have masks. There's uh, the you know. To clean I like your this hands. one. Uh, so uh, if you could pick one age to be for the rest of your life, what would you choose? Oh man, twenty four. Mm, I I I'd be close. 20. That's a good age. 25, 26, you're, you're in your prime. 
Um, athletically, uh, physically. Uh, of course, you're out of your prime after 21 sexually. But 25, 26 what? years. Yeah, what? Guys, yeah, well, you're yeah. the little pill you use. What? No, I don't use the pill. Yeah, they say that there's, men, there's no, there's absolutely no truth to that. Well, you're I, not even close. The studies say that, what study? Uh, I, I source it. That that a lot of 21. There's some I, people that got late starts. That might be true. I mean, it is true. I I, I say 25. I'm 26. convinced I didn't hit puberty until I was 25. And you're what? 26 now. 28. You don't even count. 30. Thirty's a good age too. I mean, thirty. You've got a little seasoning behind you. You've got uh, you, you kind of sort of know where you want to be, where you want to go, and uh, kind of handle some well, of the scenarios. The survey says the most common answer was thirty six. I was going to say thirty five. The way I, the reason why I say that is you're if you're in your thirties, you've already hopefully you've already paid your school debt you've already you know you got a couple good jobs you've had a few jobs maybe you have a house now mm-hmm. uh, or an apartment you own or you know you hope that you've accomplished a lot and uh, i think it's a fun age 30 uh, 35 yeah. was awesome yeah it was well 35 for me was a divorce year so it was uh, it was a struggling <laughs> it wasn't year good for you was yeah, it? it wasn't really a, a uh, good year but 36 30 36 and beyond Things are, I I loved it. You know, you, you're raising kids. You know what you're saying. They rock as far as you. You got a good solid job. You hope you have a house. You, things have somewhat settled down. Kind of have an idea where you're going. You're on your second marriage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think I was fifth in most five. cases. You're on your second marriage. <laughs> That's true for a lot of folks. Some people come out against flying. You come out flying, and you right. marry that first one, and then uh, you know what's when you last five, six, eight, ten years. Kids get a kid or two, and then yes. you're like, oh my gosh. Yes. Why do we have kids? They take over. I think there's a lot of truth to that. You're 35 to 30, 35 to 40. You kind of you're you're, you're 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 at least I hope you think you know what you want to do or where you're going or you hope you've gotten there and you can enhance it and build on it. That's what I think a lot of folks would think of. You know, we're going to catch up. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, some successes we've had on uh, with the revitalized weight loss in about an hour. But uh, this was interesting, and it's, I'm going to bring it up to Doctor Abood. It turns out cheese. Is not bad for you after all. I'm not buying several, that. For a several, several recent major studies, Crespin, mm-hmm. have found that cheese got an unfair reputation in the past. Unfair and there's rap. quote, there's quote, no evidence it leads to gaining weight, heart disease, or diabetes. Well, that's great to know because I know that school that of nutrition me. science in Massachusetts. There's almost as a quote. There's almost no evidence cheese causes weight, and in fact, there's evidence that it's neutral at worst. I never worry about cheese. And at there's all. no evidence that cheese is linked to cardiovascular disease, and in some studies, it's even a little bit associated with a lower risk. And then for diabetes, again, it's a it's at worst neutral and maybe. Protective. See, I've never worried about it. I never worried about cheese, you know, feta, Gosh, or blue cheese, so or much. American or Swiss. I mean, I just cheddar. Cheddar. Yeah, you're totally oh, a cheddar guy. Man. You know, love, love that. I mean, I've never. It's just part of our diet. You so know, I, I, I was out. part of diet. It, we usually a lot of times we do uh, the on this, on this day right now, the on this day report, and I just got an update from Facebook on this day. Apparently, I didn't even know on this day in 2012, February 24th. Um, a ten pin didn't fall, and I shot a two ninety nine. Dude, right? Really nice. The video right here. Facebook oh, just reminded man. me. Crespin, <laughs> two thousand and twelve, bowls a two ninety nine. Yeah, had sixteen strikes in a row. But the uh, going from first game one to game two, 
But that damn 10-pin uh, didn't fall on the one that truly mattered. So shot a 7-20 series that day, Rock. Wow. That was pretty good. What was that? I mean, what's that feel like to know that you almost had a 300? Almost. Sucks, Manooch. Thanks. <laughs> and then it. when you lose the Rock the next week. That's right. <laughs> that's even worse. Yeah, you. Oh, he was crushed hey, that week. Uh, our State 48 roofing, it's your call question of the day here on Rock and Manooch with Crespin. Is Devin Booker the most disrespected player in the NBA? Yes or no? Go vote on the Twitter page at Rock and Manooch. Get a free quote at state48roofing.com. Hour number two is coming up. Campus quickies. And, of course, we'll talk about the latest with Tiger Woods. From a dream comes a legacy. Legacy Sports USA, a privately owned 320-acre multi-use family sports and entertainment complex. Fatal traffic collisions. So um, I will say that it's very fortunate that Mr. Woods um, was able to uh, come out of this alive. Rock Minuch with Crespin. As that was the L.A. County Sheriff Deputy, Carlos Gonzalez, talking about how lucky Tiger Woods is to be alive. He will not face criminal charges after that car accident yesterday, as it came out today. says that while a ticket may be issued later on, he will not face criminal charges uh, for that crash. And he said, uh, unfortunately, accidents do happen. Sheriff doesn't know yet if Woods was distracted at the time of the accident. Uh, but But he did add, but he added that 13 accidents have occurred on that stretch Ooh, of road wow. in the last month uh, since January 1st so to Tuesday. So that's a road that there. happens a lot. Yeah, yeah. There's, an, there's issue an issue there. there. There's an absolute issue. If that is And if you saw the TMZ Sports uh, video, he did not look like he was going that fast around that turn because either there was a truck in front of him or uh, there was a minivan right. in front of him. So it wasn't like he was, you know, riding that guy. Right. It's really hard to tell in a video, but you, you know if you saw that. But it was like okay, well, the I mean, one, it looked like he was in a you know speeding. It seemed as though maybe he he couldn't navigate the curve or wasn't aware because they said there's no skid marks and they just hit the curve and just flew over into the other lane and down the embankment and 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 down and rolled down there. I'm he's very yeah, exactly he's very lucky he's alive. He's lucky he didn't hit that tree. There's a huge tree that he went right by prior to you know rolling down. And uh, I, I just, you know, before we came on the air yesterday, uh, our fine program director said, hey, look, there's an accident, Aaron Trimmer, oh. that was came down and said, hey, look, uh, we're, I don't know, was it, was it Alex Byer, 11, 12.45, said we had uh, Tiger getting an accident. So we didn't know what the things were, said, okay, we'll look it up. And, you know, we had Michael Jack Bauer and Alex kind of looking at this thing, the reports that he got, uh, you know, it was, was cut out of the car and this and that. And we're, we're like, okay, he's been carted off to the hospital. By that time, he's going to surgery. So there was a lot of, you know, fluidity in the story and not putting a lot out there. It's just like, okay, we'll have to just kind of sit tight and wait for that information to come back during the day. I think Jaws of Life was reported initially. And then we came to find out an axe. They, 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 they had the fireman with an axe. Yeah, let's, uh, let's, go, let's go to that sound. Here is the, the uh, L.A. County Fire Chief talking about the axe. Upon arrival of the scene of the incident with sheriffs unseen, uh, resources and personnel from the Los Angeles County Fire Department observed a single rollover vehicle incident with one person trapped. The person trapped uh, uh, was extricated by the Los Angeles County Fire Department personnel. Earlier, it was stated that the jaws of life was utilized to extricate 
the person trapped. It was later determined by our personnel that a holiday tube, which is used for prying, and an axe was also used to pry the person free from the vehicle. So you hear, you hear it from the uh, L.A. County Fire Chief. They're so thorough about how oh, it breaks yeah. down what they had you to know, do, and what's, he's trapped. And you're like, my gosh, the guy's trapped. You're lucky the car. He's lucky he had the seatbelt on. He didn't roll out of the car. And the, and the airbags. And the airbags. You know, a couple days ago, some were wondering just how Tiger will do in the Masters in less than two months. Right. You know, a tournament that he's won five times. Yet now, you know, we're, at least for myself, hoping for, you know, another comeback, of course. But everyone feels like the analogy is a lot of people are sitting there waiting in the uh, the, the waiting room of the hospital. Just yes. Say, okay, yeah. what's going to be next? And your first rea- reaction, at least for me, uh, it was all about 15 seconds. When I, I was in a conference, an all-day conference yesterday, and when it came down, before I said anything to everybody, I, you know, I got a text and I went online and, and until I saw severe, but not life threatening, my stomach just kind of felt better because I, I, it kind of took me back to a year and one month with, with Kobe Bryant. And at the time, you know, you didn't hear much, you know, of course uh, about death, but you know, I mean, here we are at the, the helicopter crash that was 48 miles from where Tiger rolled his SUV. And I, I guess I think a lot of us, I would think, I would hope that you know, everybody's relieved. But, but I got to tell you, Manuch, you know, you know, you know Tiger is my favorite sure. athlete of all sports. Right. It really is. I mean, I have murals. I have so much memorabilia. Love Tiger. He's one of my favorite, even when he's had his issues. And I mean, what this guy has overcome over the years from all the success as a young kid. You know, his 15 majors, his 82 wins, all that stuff, which is all secondary, of course. But then his, his issues with being his marriage and his back and knees and all those back surgeries and his use of prescription pain meds for his back that led to a DUI and the probation. I mean, people forget about some of that. It's all nuts, but he's always been resilient. Good word. It's hard to predict. It's hard to predict if he will ever be back as a competitive professional golfer. And, but, if you look at if you can take anything from history, I think he'll be back. When you look at another great pro, and you've heard the story, the analogy with Ben Hogan, which it was a foggy, icy Texas road where he was coming home from a tournament here in Arizona. And that was in nineteen forty nine when he was thirty six at the time and him and his wife collided into a Greyhound bus. He took the worst of it. Broken pelvis, ankle, collarbone, blood clots, complicated his recovery. Yet 16 months later, he won the U.S. Open. You know, the book on Tiger's life is is definitely not over. I, I can't imagine us not seeing him again playing golf. Of course, that's not priority. Priority is, is him doing is getting back on his feet, literally, and being with his family and everything. But how great would the story be on Tiger's life, <laughs> considering what he did for us next year, next April, to see him wear his red on Sunday? At the Masters. Uh, it would be another chapter of a phenomenal story. And, uh, you know, resiliency is a great word because, Tiger, you, you look at the five back surgeries, you look at the knee surgeries. I mean, we got to go back to the 2008 U.S. Open. You know, here he was on the, uh, uh, on the, the bad knee that he basically, uh, had to, had to suck it up. Yeah, double, double stress fractures that he sucked it up and won 91 holes to suck that up, the pain and the perseverance he went through to win that over Rocco Mediate. And then you look at the back surgeries, the neck, the, I mean, all these surgeries that he's 
he's got that mentality of of a of an athlete. Not that golfers are, but he's really you know like a football player or a, a basketball or hockey, whatever. He's just he's he's dialed in to go. Okay, I got a challenge. It's a physical challenge. It's a mental challenge. I'm going to overcome this and come back and be the best I can be. But it may not be for a while. Maybe another year, 12, 14 months. But, I mean, he came. There's a lot of guys that have come back off of fractures. I think of Paul George. I mean, he broke that ankle, severe ankle. He came back and played, the what, the last month of the regular season. So it can't come back. But the Ben Hogan story, and what a great movie that was. I mean, this guy, they were, I mean, for him to be able to walk after he went through yeah. And I think, you know, for us... Not paralyzed? For us to root for him first to get better. Sure. And then, of course, the selfish person in me, you know, wants to see him again on the, on the golf course. Because, oh, I, I mean, we're two years away, two years removed from him winning the Masters. I mean, are you kidding me? But then when you see those pictures and how crumbled the front of that SUV, he's, as you said, he's so lucky. Very fortunate. Extremely fortunate. And it's just sad. It is. I mean... But it's amazing how our world with Tiger, he went from, you know, a villain yeah. to then you see him with his son in that sure. last mm-hmm. tournament out mm-hmm. there and people are rooting for him. I think months. a lot of people well, are rooting for him. I think that I think that the one thing we people are rooting for him is he's very contrite, he's served his penance, he's he's apologized, and he's moved on. And he's gone on and lived his life. And uh, if, if folks are holding a lot of things against him still, then that's on them. Because I think Tyler Tiger's come back and said, Hey, yeah, you know, I apologize. I've I've said about ten time. years ago. I yeah. don't even think the marital. You know, I think that's beyond issues. This. Yeah, that's that's above and beyond. But I I think that so many folks can look at him as a persevering, enduring guy that can play at the top of his game like he did at the Masters and won. to come back. I mean, and and you know, I was sitting there thinking of several outstanding athletes that have gone and have gone through a lot of major surgeries and gotten back to the top of their game. I think of one guy, Peyton Manning. Who had like four or five neck surgeries, sat out of here, didn't even know if he could play football again. He goes to Denver and breaks what the all time touchdown passing record, then wins a goes to the Super Bowl, they lose, but he goes to another Super Bowl and they win. There's but, so many guys like that you think that with the surgeries they've had, they would never play again. Okay, well I think the one that Sean brought up this morning is the one I think takes the cake and t- is, is the top of the list, and that's Alex Smith. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Especially yeah. if you've yeah, seen would, that oof. documentary on him or the 60 Minutes That piece. was incredible. so bad. But he also had the compact fracture, compound fracture. Yeah. He had the tibia and the fibula broken. Yeah. Um, you know, didn't have the ankle shattered like Tiger does. But you're talking about a guy that was able to recover from that and play football again. Yeah. You know, not not, not golf. Not, not knocking golf at all, but you understand the difference. Yeah, there's a big difference. Oh, yeah, sure. so, I mean, if, and if, they had the confidence to go out play, there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> no, you're right. I mean, it's that that was just until you saw that 60 minute piece. That was gruesome. That was, I mean, we watched that. My wife and I, my mother, we were like, wow. Not that you have a great appreciation for him coming back, but this the the background story and 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 doing all the rehab at that military hospital for so many of the you know, the special forces and so many of the military they go there and they and the guy said ninety five percent of the individuals that come in there walk away healed and that's why Alex Smith went bound and determined. What a great comeback story. Well he's got a lot of work ahead of him, that being Tiger Woods. We wish him the best and uh, we hope uh, that he's back on his feet and he's with his kids and playing golf with his son and, and gra- it'd be it'd be a bonus if he plays sure competitive golf again. More Rock Minutes from Crespin continues. will be our campus quickies. We'll talk ASU, U of A, GCU, and NAU. NAU football. How about that? That's all coming up as we continue on. From the iHeartRadio studios, this is Fox Sports 910. 
What's trending on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix? Suns guard Chris Paul is heading to his 11th NBA All-Star game. The 35-year-old was named a reserve for the Western Conference. Looking good! It's time for your Revitalized Weight Loss Wellness Wednesday report on Fox Sports 910. No drugs, no hormones, no shots, no surgery. From the weight loss team you can trust, let's now talk wellness. That's right, we do it every Wednesday at this time with Dr. Abood, who joins us now. Of course, Revitalize Weight Loss, no drugs, no hormones, no shots, no surgery. Proud partner of Rock and Minuch with Crespin. See, Doc, I mean, if you pull up RevitalizeWeightLoss.com, it says lose 20 pounds or more guaranteed, and everything I just mentioned, proud partner of the Phoenix Suns. What, why Why are we up here yet? Why are we on the website yet? Do we have to get through the 41st? Uh, you do. Okay, all right. <laughs> How you doing, yeah, Doc? <laughs> yeah, man, you gotta earn it. You can't buy your way into that. One. Oh man, we're seeing all these other other media partners and all that, and we're just like hoping that we, you know Fox Sports Nine Ten is going to be Our up boy, there. And Tim Kempton, yeah, on we there. just had Tim on there. He says he's lost forty one pounds in forty days. Both uh, both us are over twenty. I mean, it's uh, it's been great, and uh, so I think. You know, you can trust us. You know, we're, we're, we're it says <laughs> trusted yeah. by. I'm yeah. going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you up at the staff meeting next week. I, <laughs> I can be bribed as well. <laughs> so, Doc, uh, we are at the end of the first rounds and uh, get ready for stage two. What are, what are some, uh, what's some advice and what do we need to look forward to now that uh, stage two is just about here? We're just a few days away. Yeah, it's a really great time. Uh, I can obviously congratulate yourself on getting through the hardest part. You yeah. did it. You did it faithfully, which is great. I would. What I like and what many of our clients do is journal how they feel at this point because I think sometimes it's subtle. You, you don't realize how much energy you have or how clear-headed you are, how much sounder you sleep. All these little nuances that if they might slip away, I want you to be able to go back to that journal. So that's an important part of it but there's a a part we need to talk about called the hypothalamus and it's a part in the brain and what it does is one of the functions of it is to set what's called your weight set point you know like what is normal for you because as you know whether you were eating poorly or not prior to the diet you always hovered around the same weight right it didn't really matter what you were eating you know and that's a weight set point so the point a lot of weight loss programs, I think, overlook is once the client has lost the weight, now what? What do you do? And I think the next three weeks are really crucial for you to lock in or at least like you've lowered your thermostat, right, by 30 pounds or whatever. Now we're going to lock it in so that you never gain that weight back. What um, you're going to, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, oh no! Just say what makes the body want to go back. You know what? 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 What is triggering the the body to want to go M&Ms, back to where it was? M and M's. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of cheese. Uh, <laughs> but you know what? 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 What makes the body want to go back? And, and, and you know what are we? What exactly are we trying to get the body to realize to make it stay? There's a lot of research saying that our, our dietary habits are um, psychological, right? So we have a lot of memories. Of, okay, it's eight o'clock. I need to make that favorite popcorn or have that dish of ice cream or whatever. And that's really just a, a, a mental kind of a, a old 
tape that's playing in your head, and it's not real hunger, it's mental hunger, it's not physical hunger. So I think that's one part of it. But your body always wants to go back to what it was at at the longest period of time. Like, for example, we've had people on a journey that have lost 100 pounds, but they might get stuck when they lost 50 pounds. And then you'll ask them questions, and they'll say, oh, I was at that weight for like 10 years, you know. Then we break through that, and they get to another one. Yeah, you know, I think you and I were, were chatting through text earlier, and you mentioned something about how interesting it is at this point of the program and, and people's viewpoints on, so you know, carbohydrates or, 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 or junk food, things they've enjoyed in the past. And I got to tell you, you're 100% right. You know, and I've, one of the things that was in the reading that you guys give new, new, uh, new clients and, you know, us when we started our journey, within there it says you're going to learn to, fruits are going to taste like some of the most, you know, the, the best, tasting food, best tasting foods you can have. And you're so right. Like I look forward to my half cup of strawberries now, like never before. And I think that that that's something that could replace that junk food that I used to go to because now I'm craving that opposed to those goldfish crackers I used to turn to back in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's wonderful because you know you've always heard the the wife tale that when a woman's pregnant, you know, she'll crave pickles or whatever. Our body truly does crave. Hmm what it needs, you know? And so if your biochemistry, your internal environment is off, you're going to crave sugar or carbohydrates because carbohydrates break down into sugar. You're going to crave it in weird amounts to try and bring balance to your body. But once we balance you, it's kind of different. You know, I've told this story many times, but I love the carbohydrates, and that was my biggest challenge uh, going on the program seven years ago. And, and we would go to a Mexican restaurant, and it would be with my wife, and you know how they bring the chips and salsa? <laughs> oh, yeah. Speaking <laughs> my language, Todd. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> it was embarrassing to my wife because I'd say, I'll bring another, bring another. You know, oh, it's true, guys. They'll bring the chips and salsa. I'll have eight, nine, ten chips, and the bowl sitting there staring at me, and it's, and it's like, I could care less. It, it's really cool once things are balanced and thermally. It's a really neat feeling. Doc, it's been a heck of a journey. It's just you know, like you said, it's uh, the next step is is an important one, which stage stage two of this journey. And we we greatly appreciate what you're doing. And and I think it's interesting with HCG and the fraud alert that came out, and some other competitors of 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 yours, or I wouldn't even call them competitors because they use the fake stuff. To, to <laughs> so I mean that has to change this business, huh? With that with that news that came out recently. We have to make this realistic and doable. You know, it has to be sustainable. It's what it's fruitless to go on a weight loss program, lose 30 pounds, and then gain it back. You know, you've got to change your internal environment. We've got to teach you what are the right foods for you. You've got to do this right. Otherwise, it's just wasting your time. Doc, we appreciate it. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks so much for uh, everything you're doing to help us along, as well as many, many other people in the community. Thanks, guys. So if you want to get more information, go to RevitalizeWeightLoss.com. Proud partner of the Phoenix Suns. Mention Rock and Minuch with Crespin or Fox Sports 910. Uh, and uh, Or just call them right now. Get in there for a, a consultation so you can see this biotechnology, which is just tremendous. 480-435-3557. 480-435-3557. Yeah, the, uh, the, just going to our consultation, Rock, you and I went together. 
uh, changed my entire outlook. You were scared. On, well, I wasn't scared. I had to hold his hand, Manuch. Yeah. Like, come on, dude, open the door. Yeah, like, come on, Sean. It, I know you've never done a diet before. Come on. Let him in. You know, you, you know, I didn't know what to expect. Am yeah. I walking into a doctor's office? Am I walking? What am I walking into? The big you know? needle. It's, yeah, no, it's so, <laughs> you know about that, Russ. It's so laid yeah, back. I tried it's that. so laid back there. You know, and but then once yeah, you get super cool. once you get your scan, you get your numbers, and you see it. Right. I I could tell that I needed to We're lose visual. some weight. Well, yeah, guys are visual. I'm a very visual yes. person. So you can now you can see on the scale my visceral fat level is here my metabolic age is out of control and it's way over here my overall body fat is here my water per, you know the water percentage i, I got to get that up so you, now you see it it blew my mind just how far off i was in a lot of these areas but it's also been impressive how quickly i've gone in now for my second in-person checkup and those percentages are all near where they need to be already in just 30 days so if that if, that to me is really cool to see somebody's out there listening right now what was your biggest fear or concern that it, you did that was totally being quashed? hungry the unknown and being hungry is another one yeah. right the unknown of and rock and i both work we wore multiple hats like yeah. how am i going to stay up on this it's the hardest you know, part it, everybody's it, on the it, go it is so you just have to plan accordingly but walking into that office um it just as soon as you go through the front door you it, okay this is it, nowhere near what i thought it was going to be it's not a doctor's office it's it's a place where they're going to help you they you know it's, they're going to put you in the right path and then their technology is i think the, amazing i think if you could give yourself two days three days mm-hmm. to get through the beginning part yeah you're fine because then what happens is you you lose weight right away and you're right. like wow this works mm-hmm. and then you just get you get in that habit and you know and, and for and for me i haven't had as, as much success as 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 crespin mm-hmm. Because I have hit the wall and I've had to start over a few times, and and if I didn't have to do that, I bet I'd be down thirty five pounds instead of twenty. You know, you guys have said both, and he said that dish of ice cream. You know, that's been me for years, right? Yeah, the, the ice cream monster. But what you were saying, Sean, about you don't miss it because you've gotten so used to the fruits and this and that. Yeah, it's yeah. something that satisfies that sweet tooth. Because what I've done is I've gone to just maybe three or four of those Dove dark chocolates and going, okay, that'll curb my craving for a dish of ice cream because it's dark chocolates right yeah. it's in your head it's, yeah it is and I, so i was like okay then i'll start you know going to a piece of fruit i have found different things that i enjoy eating that i'll keep going after this 40 days is up i'm gonna i'll keep going forever See, like, I, I enjoy right, it okay i like i said and i i preface because i want i have friends that listen they're like oh whatever rock you know mm-hmm. and i'm like hey yeah, I have. I've fallen off, and I'm being transparent. I've been so transparent about this. I've yeah. I've screwed up a few times, and yeah, I've only lost twenty, which I wish I should have lost more. But I will tell you, to, to Crespin's point, I do crave the cucumbers and 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 celery and, and tomatoes yeah. more than I ever have, and I'm eating that, which is better than hitting the Lay's potato chips right. that are well, sitting and in I the found, cupboard, which are not there like, anymore. Well, we mentioned a second ago, you're how craving cool. healthy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah you just it. and you know you know the success, and you find other way. Like, so you weigh yourself every morning. I know that it's quick for me and being on the go constantly to swing into a, a quick fast food restaurant. You know that was the habit sure. before. But, you know, I found these different dishes I can make real quickly now, and I think it'll just become part of the staple. So, revitalizeweightloss.com. It's worked for me. Day 40 coming up, and I'm down 26 pounds. Look at you. Wow. The Phoenix Suns' second-half schedule has been announced. Got themselves four national games. We'll tell you more about uh, a couple lengthy, lengthy homestands as well. Plus, the Devin Booker snub continues. Qualifying ratios... Revolving liability, truth and lending, simple interest as opposed to... I'm thinking about it. My main focus is, is getting wins for this team. So, you know, it, honestly, it would be an honor you know, you know, to make my second appearance, but, you know, I, get, I guess we'll see them all. 
That was Devin Booker the other night. He did not get named to the Western Conference All-Star team as of yet. Chris Paul, he's heading there for his 11th NBA All-Star game. But Devin Booker got snubbed. LeBron James, uh, just after 5 o'clock yesterday when they, when this just kind of hit the airwaves, tweeted out that this that uh, Booker is the most disrespected player in the NBA after missing out. Now, there is still a chance that he can get in if Anthony Davis, with his calf injury, his Achilles, is that what it is? Achilles. Achilles, uh-huh. Achilles uh, does not end up playing, that uh, Adam Silver, the commissioner, could uh, pull the trigger and, and allow Devin Booker to replace him. Well, and rightfully so. He, I would, I would hope he'd be the odds-on to replace him, or if there anybody else is is injured, and they, and they plug him in like they did last Imagine year. Imagine if he does. Imagine if they go. Oh man, would that now that know, would be a somebody snub. else. You know, that would be a snub, and that, that would be very disrespectful. Yeah, LeBron's, so be, and LeBron's the coach, so isn't he really the commissioner? <laughs> you think we'll ever get to the point, guys, that, that they just grab you know all stars and just blend them like, like what they did a couple years ago? Just get get your twenty all stars on each team and. Have the captains and you pick this. Well, that was game. cool when they did that draft. Yeah, they're still doing that. But is it they've the, been doing that? But, but that draft is quest. No, that no. That's just how you get voted in. Oh, okay, okay, all right, got it. I mean, I I think that for that standpoint, if it's twenty and you got twenty guys there on the bench, I mean, why not add a couple of more additional guys and and see these guys go at it? But as far as a disrespect card, I I still don't I don't buy that. I think people highly respect Devin Booker. And it's just, I think, an opinion or, or a thought process for these coaches as far as what they want. And if this was the Suns that were, that were coaching this particular team, they might have take, taken Devin Booker. But I think it's just a lot of things are, are, are going into it. And I, we had Tim Kempton on in the first hour. He talked about, okay, entertainment business, who they'd like to see, who's gonna, who are the eyeballs they want on national TV. There's so many things involved in it. I don't think it has anything to do with Devin Booker's prowess on the court and all that, well, he's done. How, how does, how does, I'm, I'm curious how it doesn't. Like, can you explain how it, how it doesn't? I think it's because it, the way that I think it does is because it's the, they want Chris Paul highly respected. They want him on that team versus a Devin Booker because of maybe what who wants do. that. The coaches, the guys that, that chose you him. You just said Chris Paul because he's highly respected opposed to Devin Booker, which would, well, no, which I, would equate to okay. a lack of respect. No, no. I mean, what I'm trying to say is I think that Chris Paul respectfully is on this team because they, they maybe they feel he deserves it. He's got the legacy. He's a guy that's turned this Phoenix Suns team around. Not that he's a sole guy. And they're looking at Devin Booker and going, yeah, great. You know, he's a guy that we like. He's a hell of a player. But at this point in time, we'd rather have Chris Paul than one of the other guys. I, Why? I think Chris Paul, he's been there 10 times already. Because, Why wouldn't you want this? Because maybe a they new feel, face in the NBA. Maybe they feel better that they have him on the team and if they're going to have an attempt to, to win this. But I think I don't see any. I know what, what, uh, what LeBron is saying. Okay, I get it. But I don't think he's disrespected whatsoever. Everybody talks about Devin Booker. He's the main reason, one of the main reasons why the Suns are where they are this year. A lot has to do with, with Chris Paul being on this team and directing this team. He's constantly coaching. He's getting guys in motion. You know, he's like a coach on the floor, which has a lot of folks might say that's benefited Devin Booker, which I think it has. So from the disrespect card, no, I don't think that's it at all. I think it's just other semantics that they want him, they want Chris Paul and the team over Devin Booker. What those are, I don't know. And not that he's deserving to be on this all-star team, that being Devin Booker, but maybe they just have a different philosophy of why they want Chris Paul versus him. That's the only thing I, I can, I can evaluate it on and go, 
Oh my gosh! So why isn't he on it? That's the only thing I can deduct. And just why do you keep going? I'm curious why you keep going back to Chris Paul. Like that out of out of the out of all the reserves that were put on the put on on the Western Conference side of this because like, yesterday. what he's done for the Suns. This but year. why do you keep going back to Chris Paul as as if you know if it's you know you you only look at Chris Paul as the, as the person that that Devin Booker should be there instead of that you keep you, you know what I mean? There's there's because there's, I think that they, I think that I believe that they'd like to have at least some uh, decent representative from each team, and if that was the guy, they're going okay. Well, we're bringing Chris Paul on. And we want we'd rather have him than Devin Booker. That's the only reason why, because I think So you think so so let me back up. So you you believe that the coaches in their voting yes. decided we can only have one player from the Phoenix Suns. Okay, so now that we've decided that, now we have to decide whether that's gonna be Devin Booker or Chris Paul. You believe that's the way the voting went? I think that they would prefer Chris Paul over it's just a preference. For their for this but game, what I'm getting at is so you you're telling me the coaches decided there would only be one player from the Phoenix Suns. Okay, now we have to choose between mm-hmm. Devin Booker or Chris, Paul. Chris Paul. Yes. So you're saying it was a it's more of a Phoenix Suns thing that they don't they they don't feel the Phoenix Suns, despite having the fourth best record in all of basketball, deserved more than one representative. No, I'm I'm just saying if they want to spread the wealth out, and they, well, they got have... two Jazz players as reserves. Well, I, the only thing I can think of is that they wanted Paul over. Maybe they feel that Chris Paul's more deserving because of what he's done. You talk about that fourth best record. Well, what I game. continue to get at is you you keep going back to Chris Paul as it as if it had to be Chris Paul or Devin Booker, well, I, I'm only, not Chris Paul and Devin Booker. So you're ignoring Paul George. You're ignoring. I mean, Damian Lillard needs to be on the team. Donovan Mitchell's of the world. The Zion Williams of the world. No, I'm not. You're ignoring all of that. Like like no. you like you couldn't remove one of them and put Devin Booker on. No. You keep saying it's either Chris Paul or Devin Booker, and that's not the case. And and the only thing I, and that's only I can deduct from. I just think that what they're they're looking at is having that Chris Paul is, is just as deserving, whether that Devin Booker's in that pool or not, Sean. I'm just looking at that they're in their minds, if I can bring Devin Booker on or not, aside from those other guys, that they want to maybe spread that wealth out because those other individuals have been to the playoffs. Uh, they are maybe, I'm not going to say it's more not a past. It's not a past. I get it, Sean, but vote. let me finish my thought. It, is that they're looking at this, that Chris Paul is the main reason why Devin Booker's having the type of year he has because of him being the addition to this Phoenix Suns team. That's the way I look at it. You realize Booker is the reason why Chris Paul is having so much success at 35. You you could also say that Devin Booker has the lowest scoring total uh, right now, averaging 24.7. That's the lowest it's been since 2016. Maybe it's just a popularity thing. Who who knows? I mean, for that, I don't know. I'm just kind of thinking out here out of the box. Okay, why would they do that? Well, okay, it's Chris Paul. This is his 11th one. We want him on the team. He's got that legacy uh, for whatever particular reasons. And not that Devin Booker's not deserving, guys. But I just don't think he's disrespected. I just don't. And I think it's because of one vote. He's not making an all-star team. means he means he's disrespected. I don't agree with that whatsoever. So once this all-star game is over, there'll be, I mean, it's a little bit of a break. And the second half of the season will start. There'll be 37 games. Four of them are nationally televised for the Phoenix Suns. They got two long home stands, uh, where they can have some success with some teams that are kind of on the bottom. When you look at uh, the Pacers, Grizzlies, Timberwolves, and then the Lakers, and we can make, you know, you can fight, you can question the Lakers, but who knows what the question, what they're going to look like. But, uh, to get to four national games, which is great. I mean, that's, that's 
that's good. Then they have another road trip, which I think will be a bit, a little bit more t- difficult because it's the East Coast trip. Mm-hmm. The East Coast trips tend to be tough when you, you go to Milwaukee, Philly, Boston, uh, the Nets, you know, obviously what they're doing, and Knickerbockers, and then you come back and then you host uh, the Clippers and the Jazz. Uh, but we'll see how this all works out. I like the fact that they have this stretch because they're on the East Coast. They're going to have of the East Coast trip four I think it's there's like five straight games or four out of the five they they play they play uh on national television with at Philly then at Brooklyn at New York and then they come home and then they have have the Clippers and and there's your respect that they're looking at the Suns team with Devin Booker and this team as well as they're playing is all right let's get this let's get the Suns team on a national scale national basis and for a lot of the fans that, that didn't vote Devin Booker, and they'll see more of Devin Booker. It's not a fan it's too thing. late. No, I know that. I mean, the fans didn't vote him in either. I mean, you I, know, Devin piece. Booker had, what, about 110,000 more votes than Chris Paul. From the, from the fan. Yes, But exactly. that's only 50%. Yes. So I think that where more and more people, and not that there's any disrespect for that, but that's a respectful thing. So These TV people I want are going to, to, go, go, to get them on TV. I, I want you to describe what you would call it. If you're if if you were told though you've performed at this particular level that you're not on the same level as the gentlemen who were voted in yesterday, what would you, how would you describe that to Devin Booker? I would just say that that's their that's their prerogative. The, you're saying it's not it's, a, it's not a lack of respect. No. then what is it? It's just their prerogative, their their choice for the game that they want. That's the only way I could think. Of. That's the only way I would take it. Okay, all right, if you guys, if there's anything more that I need to do. And show, I guess I'm just going to have to work on it. That's the only reason. So tell me where he of, needs to improve. Sean, what I'm saying is it's, it's a preferential thing. I, you want this? You, you, want, you like prefer van, vanilla? You prefer chocolate? You want strawberry? At that point, maybe there's different reasons as far as the mix. The only thing I can think of. That's the only thing. So Reggie Miller just tweeted out, if I'm Devin Booker, I'm not getting I'm yeah, not this mad. this is yesterday. Oh, this is a get even. Make a list, put all the West Coast... West Coast coaches in there and their teams on it. And if I'm Chris Paul, I'm taking the role of Drew Brown, be in his ear every day saying, I bet that coach didn't vote you in. And then just watch amazing basketball happen. If if I'm if I'm Devin Booker, I'm gonna make him pay for not putting me in. I feel disrespected. I want to make these guys pay. And then that's how you get into the all-star game next year by putting your name out there and saying, if you don't put me in, I'm gonna hurt you. So let me ask you this. He's already done that. What He's are you guys? No, he hasn't. So let me let me ask you that he hasn't? Okay, so the the, the game winning jumpers that he knocks down, the uh I mean you're expecting him what, to average thirty a night then? Is that is that is that the only way you're gonna you're gonna give him the, the I think the that's a, great, that, that's a, a question for those guys. What do you what do you want him to do? Is I think the you, question. I think that's point. where you go to those coaches and say, "Why did you not bring you vote Devin Booker?" And it's kind of nice that, that we're even having this debate. You know, right. Our uh, Phoenix Suns team is relevant. Yeah. Let me tell you right. what that's I think. That's all it is. Let me tell you what I think happens. Just like in college football, when you look at the college football poll, you really think the head coaches are filling out that poll? In NBA, oh, I do. no, NBA, NBA, I would say college so. football. No, I know for a fact they don't. Yeah, for some, but it's the SID. I don't think, think Julie Fies is voting for. I'm not saying, I'm for, not, I'm not saying the SIDs or the, or the sports information. This Julie Fies of the world, but you know, <laughs> uh, hey, uh, equipment. I, I don't want to just fill this out. I don't think so. I, I think I, I think too much, it's are. too much of a business. Yeah, there's. Don't you think? And it's well, small. It is because there's small. money riding on it. You get voted to an yeah. All Star game. Most of the time, you have a clause in your contract that gets money sent your way. But it may be a player. Uh, I'm just curious played for that, that coach at some point before. Yeah. Hey, Tyson Nash is coming up. We got to talk some. Uh, we'll shift gears and talk some puck next here on the home of the Coyotes, Fox Sports Nine Ten. Behold. 
Here's what's trending on Fox Sports 910 Phoenix. The Coyotes go for two in a row tonight at Gila River Arena as the Ducks stay for one more game in Glendale. The Yotes will host two more.